Hello everyone, and welcome to the Building Strength Podcast. It's your boy, Theo Lim. So, it's Wednesday evening right now, 8pm. Just finished up a small group session. Just got home. It's hot. It's finally hot outside. I think we're in the 20 degree weather now. We're finally there, guys. We're out of hibernation. The shorts can come out. So, just before we get started, quick shout out to our sponsor, The Loving Kindness Meditation. So let's just take 10 seconds, think about two people in life, in your life, and nice and simple, just wish happiness for them. Everyone good? Everyone got two people in? Mm-hmm. All right, so today's episode, I've got a really good question about programming. How do I adopt or plan a program? And how do I plan what exercises to do in a given day? So, how to adopt or plan a program? I'll start with my personal experience with programming. So over the 10 years that I've been strength training, I've tried a good amount of programs now. I started with Mark Ripto's Starting Strength. That's like a widely recommended starting strength training program. So I started with that. I made a lot of gains on that. Um, I, it was squatting three times a week, benching twice a week and deadlifting once a week. And because it was a starting, it was like a beginner program. The progression was linear as in every week you just tried to add five pounds and you just did the same rep scheme week in and week out five pounds, five pounds until you can't anymore. So I started with that and then I eventually moved into mad cows five by five so it's a bit of an advanced version of the three by five Um, it's still a linear progression just not as aggressive so it becomes a little bit smarter about it and then from there i believe i tried out a bunch of like west side for skinny bastards that was a good one from joe defranco And then when I really started to make real gains, I mean, I made really good gains from the 3x5 and 5x5. But when I got really, really strong, and it was about the time I turned like 17, 18. So I was pretty like prime age, right? So it was Jim Wendler's 531. And if any of you guys want any of these programs, just message me. I think I have most of the ebooks or the spreadsheets, so I can just forward that right to you. So those, it's the Mark Ripto's Starting Strength, Mad Cow's 5x5, and Jim Wendler's 531. I'd say those are the most widely recommended, like beginner slash novice strength training programs. I enjoy them all. Um, I think they're all great. They're definitely a great place to start. 
so then moving forward, I've also tried the cowboy method, which is one of my favorite um, programs, just like the squat scheme I love. So the cowboy method was really good. And then most recently, I hired a coach, my friend Alex Tavares, and he set me up with like a four-day split, more of a body part split. So one day is a squat day slash leg day, one day is a back day, one day is a push day, and the fourth day was like a shoulders and arms. So I'd say I've tried a good amount of programs, and by doing so and by sticking to them, I've kind of gained what I liked about them, what I didn't like about them, or maybe like what kind of, what improvements could be made to some of these programs. So how did I adopt those programs? I basically just looked it up. I checked out some forums and I found the tried and true programs. Like these are very basic strength training programs. Like it's so simple. You just follow it. And you execute on it and you see if you make gains or not. So that's my personal experience with trying out programs. I mean, I've written some out for myself. But I'd say the ones that like were tried and true usually worked better. That's not to say that writing your own program is not doable. But I think... It's important to try established programs first for at least six to eight weeks, if not 12 weeks. So anywhere in the six to 12 week range is a good range to stick to a program. So try an established program first. Follow it. As always, as I've said many times before, keep a workout log, keep a training journal. And then see if you make gains on it and see, looking back on it, you can see like maybe some core work was missing or some upper back work was missing. So my general recommendation is to try established programs for at least six to 12 weeks. See how you do, see how it feels, and then pick up on the things that you learn and make changes accordingly. So for myself, like what I do now with my clients or myself, I'll basically take pieces of programs, say I like the way a rep scheme works in this particular program. I'll just take that for one lift and then I'll kind of do something else with the other two lifts. So I always say like basically all my I have maybe five different squat schemes that someone could do. And depending on their level, depending on what they need, I will pick one and we'll do that for four to six weeks. Make gains on that. Reevaluate. Maybe we stick to the same thing. Maybe we change it up depending on how that person uh, reacts to it or like what kind of results they get from it. So the main question being like how to adopt slash plan a program. I'll get more into like the intricacies because his follow-up question is like what exercises would you do? 
But anyway, in terms of adopting a program, really just find an established program. And as I said before, if you guys are interested in any of the ones I've mentioned, I'll gladly email you the ebook copy because I have a ton of ebooks. So let me know. So the main takeaway from that, I would definitely not try to write your own program to start. Like if you've never followed one before, I would not try to write one. Um, I would definitely just try one that's already established, that's already out there and see how that goes. And then his follow-up question is, how do you plan what exercises to do in a given day? Okay, so most of my clients do full body days because they train with me two to three times a week. So with full body days, it's very easy. In terms of strength training, there are six foundational movement patterns. There's the squat, there's the hinge, there's the push, there's a pull, there's a lunge, and then the sixth one being loaded carries. So let, let me repeat that. There's a squat, there's a hinge, there's a lunge. That's three for the lower body. And then we got the push and pull for the upper body. And then we have loaded carries. So those are like across the board, pretty much agreed on as the six foundational movement patterns of strength training. So the way I set up a full body day, there's a main focus of the day. That would be some kind of squat variation or deadlift variation. So barbell back squat, goblet squat, front squat, any squat variation, that's going to be the main focus. So that's the main strength movement. And then we'll move into our second and third exercise, which I would usually do the upper body push and upper body pull. That can be any kind of benching, any kind of dips, any kind of push-up variation, paired up with some kind of row or a chin-up variation. So we have the squat, we have the upper body push, we have the upper body pull. And then we need some kind of, because it's a squat day, I would introduce a hinge pattern, whether that's a single leg RDL or just a barbell Romanian deadlift. So just a hinge pattern. And then I would superset that with some usually core work or depends on the person, what the person needs. If they need more core work, that's a good place that I like to superset it or usually upper back work or extra glute work because like you can only get better like doing extra upper back work and extra glute work will never take away from anything you do it'll only get better building that posterior chain so we have the squat we have the upper body push the upper body pull then we do the hinge pattern either on one leg or both legs and then we got the weakness training whether that's core upper back whatever that's already five I might do a lunge on the day but we could always save the lunge for the second or third day really I'm just bringing it down it would just be we're just looking to hit all the foundational movement patterns so that could be day one 
And then day two would be more like, so we would start with a deadlift variation or a hinge variation, barbell deadlift, trap bar deadlift, um, rack pull, Romanian deadlift. That would be the main focus. And then I like to go into the upper body push and pull again. So we might introduce, now there's for the upper body, there's a horizontal pushing and pulling, and then there's vertical pushing and pulling. So because we did the horizontal work on the first day, I might do the vertical pushing and pulling on this day. So that could be a military press, one arm dumbbell press. We pair that up with chin-ups, lat pull-downs. So that could be the second and third move. And then because we did the hinge variation for the main move, now here's where I would put the lunge variation. Uh, reverse lunges, walking lunges, landmine lunges. Those are our um, Bulgarian split squats. Those are all excellent options. Again, pairing that up. Actually, when I do the vertical pull, say I do chin-ups, I definitely like to include a horizontal, like upper back work. Um, face pulls, YWTs, chest supported rows. Just because I do like to hit some kind of horizontal pulling every single workout. Just for shoulder health, um, and the upper back can take it. Upper back's never gonna, it's hard to do too much upper back. So second day would be a hinge. Then we have the upper body push pull. We have the lunge variation, then some more upper back. And then here's where I would put the loaded carry, farmer's carry, suitcase carry, overhead carry. Doesn't matter, any kind of loaded carry. So that would be day two. And then if, if there was a day three, again, we could do, now the main move could be something else because we already did the squat, you already did the deadlift. The main move could be an upper body move or we could just keep it lighter and still make it a lower body movement. Anyway, so back to the main question, in terms of planning what exercises to do, I base it off of those six foundational movement patterns. And then everything else is just extra. So if we happen to do extra hip thrusts, extra arm work, biceps, triceps, um, lateral raises, rear delt raises, that kind of stuff is just extra. That comes when usually a client has a good enough base that they can get those done in one hour. Like they can just move fast through everything and still be able to fit that in. Usually that's either the guys who are in great shape, great condition, or most of the females just run through the workout. They just move fast. They don't need as much rest as us guys. So in terms of planning what exercises to do, it's based on the foundational movement patterns. Um, generally, you want to try to hit the foundational movement patterns at least twice a week, hence the full body days. That's not set in stone, but that's a good guideline to hit. And then in terms of variations, it's always just slight variations. I like to do three or four week blocks, depending on the person. So let's say we do barbell back squat. Then we do dumbbell flat bench and dumbbell row. And then we do barbell Romanian deadlift. Say that's our four main movements of the day. We'll do that for four weeks. 
the first week it's just kind of testing the waters getting the movement down making sure the form is good and then finding like a baseline weight for it second week we'd ramp it up a little in terms of weight or volume third week we'll really go for it and then by that fourth week it's like let's max it out and go for it then that's then we go back into week one of a new set of movements I might keep I'll I usually keep the main move the same for at least six to eight weeks so a barbell squat let's for example we'll keep the barbell squat and then we will do instead of dumbbell flat bench a slight variation would be an alternating dumbbell incline bench that's where you have two of the two of the dumbbells in the air you hold one up in the air while one comes down press up switch arms so again it's just a slight variation it's still an upper body push movement and then you have the upper body pull movement so we did dumbbell rows a slight variation we could do barbell rows instead or chest supported rows and then instead of the barbell Romanian deadlift, this is where like you kind of pick up on these things after. Because we switched the dumbbell row to the barbell row, the barbell row can be pretty intensive on the low back. So maybe I wouldn't do a barbell Romanian deadlift after. Maybe we would change that up to a GHR because your spine isn't loaded there. Or something lighter that requires more finesse, a single leg Romanian deadlift with dumbbells. So just a slight variation, but always the same movement pattern. That's how I plan what exercises to do. Um, in terms of the individual, some people, some movements might be friendlier for some. Like if someone has shoulder issues, maybe I'll get them to do floor presses instead of dips. And maybe we'll just keep doing push-ups instead of like a barbell bench press. It really just depends on the person. And of course, with all of this, it depends on the person's goal. I'd say what I'm outlining is a very general, like, I want to get stronger. I want to build more muscle. I want to look better. That's usually people's overarching goal. So in terms of how can I learn what to pick, like which exercises to pick? So I would say... Keeping a workout log is key here because, yeah, you can remember what you did last week and you can remember what you did yesterday, but there's no way you're going to remember what you did three weeks ago, six weeks ago, nine weeks ago, 52 weeks ago. So it's just some um, tracking and you're going to naturally gravitate towards like exercises you like. So for me, I enjoy walking lunges with high reps. I would much rather do that rather than do heavy reverse lunges because I suck at them. So learning what to pick will definitely depend on what you're trying to work on. Um, maybe you want to improve a certain lift. And with the workout log, what ends up happening is that over time, you'll see which exercises kind of help you and which maybe some you don't respond as well to. So for example, I there was a period of time where I was doing walking lunges, 25 reps per leg 
at the end of a leg workout. So they burned a lot. And what I noticed was that my quads blew up like they were the biggest they had ever been. And what this means is that when you look back on this, say this was almost two years ago. So if I find that training log, I look back on it and it's like, oh shit, this is what helped me get my quads so big. And in turn, my squat, I hit a huge PR in that time period. Then you fast forward a year later, you look back in your training log. It's like, oh shit, how come I haven't been doing these lunges? That might explain why my quads are smaller or my squat has gone down. So it's just things like that. Like, Or you can see that a certain rep scheme, say for chin-ups or dips, you responded well to that. You were able to add more weight by doing that certain rep scheme. Same, same applies for the big moves, the squat, the deadlift, the bench press. You can just see like which, which rep schemes um, were able to help you out and which ones didn't help you out as much. Of course, a lot of this, like this is just the training part. Sleep and nutrition has to be on point. So you can't always just point to the training program and say this worked well for me and this didn't. If the food and the sleep wasn't on point. So that's how you learn what to pick. Um, Adopting slash planning a program. I would pick an established program. I would pick something that's been tried and true that lots of people are talking about or they've done it already and seen success with them. Um, one of the one of the things what's one of those sayings it's like sometimes people try too hard to reinvent the wheel by like doing new shit or crazy shit but at the end of the day this is just pure strength training, right? If you're just looking to lift heavy get stronger, get bigger, like these programs have been established. They've been tried. They've been true. Thousands of people have done them. So definitely before trying to plan your own program, I highly recommend using one that's already been established, whether you find that on the internet or you buy someone's program or ebook, that's a good option as well. And just stick to it for at least 6 to 12 weeks and see if you make gains on it. And then in terms of how you plan what exercises to do, that's going to be based on the foundational movement patterns, um, based on your individual goals, maybe your individual limitations in terms of what exercises you can or can't do. And then learning which ones to pick, it's just... I never, until this year, I never had so much lifting variety in my own training and in my clients training but I've definitely acknowledged the importance of slight variations just to avoid overuse injuries and to keep things fun keep things fresh so people don't get bored so I don't get bored so that's how I pick movements, just making slight variations of the foundational movement patterns. And then after that, you have like cardiovascular protocol or your conditioning work, recovery work, 
um, how to plan runs or bicycle rides or swims around your training. So there's a lot of those intricacies as well. It's really going to depend on how active you are. And going back to picking a program, I think this is really important. This is one of the first things I talk about with a potential client. It's like pick a program that's going to be realistic for you and sustainable for you. As in, if you already train, if you already ride your bicycle and run three times a week, is strength training five times a week going to be the best option? Probably not. So it always comes back to what is the most realistic and sustainable plan for me? So there are a lot of programs out there. There are a lot of two-day programs, three-day programs, four-day programs, five-day programs, six-day programs. There's like there there's anything from one time a week to 10 times a week. So it's just picking wisely, knowing yourself, being aware of your own life factors right now. Because as I've said before in previous episodes, if you have a newborn child, and you're really busy at work and your marriage is kind of in a stressful situation or your relationship is like in a stressful situation maybe training six maybe undertaking a six day a week program is not the best move maybe two days is the best thing right now and then try that out maybe you can fit in a third day okay that's great that's a win But if you start with the six-day one and then you have to decrease, you try to decrease to five, still doesn't work. Try to decrease to four, still doesn't work. Though it doesn't feel as good. That doesn't feel good because that's like a failure, right? So really being real with yourself, being aware of what's going on in your life and working around that. Because the last thing I want for myself and my clients, and this is something I've been dealing with in the last year, is like, okay, I want to undertake this four-day program. But then Thursday comes around and I've only done one workout. Now I have to squeeze in a workout from Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, and it, it just adds stress to life, right? And that's something I try to stay away from now, as in... Let's manage our time properly. Let's take control of our time. So if three days a week is more realistic than four, and I'm going to be able to do it, no question, then let's do three days a week. So I hope I was able to answer that question properly. The question about how to adopt slash plan a program. And I guess I didn't answer like how to adopt a program it should cater to what you're trying to achieve. So if I'm trying to increase my squat, which I'm currently not really working on right now, but last year when I was, okay, let's go on the cowboy method because I know this worked for me in the past. Or if I'm trying to increase my bench press, you know, there are bench press programs out there. So it's really going to depend on what you're trying to work on. I mean, most of them are driving at the same thing, right? Increasing strength, um, increasing hypertrophy, getting in shape, 
you know, most of them are driving at the same thing. It's just different paths to get there. So try out the different paths, find which ones you like, find maybe ways you can improve. Because now when I look back on the first program I ever did, starting strength three by five, a lot of people still recommend it. And I still would recommend it to someone starting out. It's a really good way to learn the big lifts. But from my perspective, you can definitely do a lot more upper back work in that program because it's severely lacking in upper back work. Uh, I don't think there's a huge emphasis on core work. And then there's very little single leg work. I don't think there's any single leg work. So I think those are the weaknesses in that program. Single leg work, upper back work, core work, which are all very important. Um, then looking back on other programs, it's like, it's the same deal. Once you do it, then you realize, okay, I could have added some more of this, or maybe I could have taken this out. But the key thing is you have to do the program as is for at least six weeks just to see, right? And then start at, start messing with it, but at least give it a shot for six weeks. Cause really what's six weeks? Even 12 weeks is a short amount of time. Like over the course of a year, 52 weeks, you can try a solid four programs, maybe more, but four programs at 12 weeks a piece. If you were to do that for a year, like that gives you a lot of exposure and a lot of experience with those certain programs. So again, I hope I was able to answer that properly. I'm going to leave it at that. If you guys ever have any questions, you know where to find me. Hit me up on Instagram at Theodore.Lim. Email me theolim7 at gmail.com. I'm here to help you guys. Um, I can send you guys some of the established programs I'm talking about. I'll point you in that direction. Um, if you want something more catered to you, I offer online coaching. If you don't live in Toronto, I do online coaching. And I think that's a really good way for people to learn programming as well. Because I myself have had an online coach for the last 24 weeks. And just through that experience, I was able to learn new techniques, new rep schemes, um, even new variations of exercises that I had never done. So now I have that for life. I can look back on it. I can say, you know what? This really worked for me. Let me replicate this now. Um, just like I learned a whole bunch of rep schemes that I had never explored. And that was well worth it. So hit me up, guys. Ask me your questions. I'm here to help. With that being said, I'm going to end it there. As always, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for sharing the podcast. I really appreciate that. And for those of you who, had, who have rated this on iTunes, we now have nine ratings on iTunes. That's a big jump from our original seven. So if you guys haven't rated it on iTunes yet, please hit me with that five-star rating. It's very helpful. And thank you. Just thank you for listening. I hope you guys 
took something away from this episode. And I will catch you all next time. Peace.